because there is a danger that we have to have a head knowledge before we have a heart knowledge. And, and to me, faith is about the heart knowledge. Uh, and this passage is all about faith. So I, I think, you know, uh, we need that heart knowledge. Um, you know, as Christians, we're, we're shared to the good, uh, we're called to share the good news. And, and that good news is about reconciliation, bringing back into a, a right relationship. And, um, you know, that's what this was about. And so that's what we need to understand, that we have this right relationship and it's through faith. Amen. Amen. And it kind of links into my second question, actually. Uh, so why do you think it was so hard for some of the Jewish Christians to accept this new standard of righteousness, which is by faith? I think it was probably hard for them. Uh, and I think this comes over into uh, uh, society today uh, because they were used to restoring their relationship with God by actually doing something, something that they could do, something practical, um, so that, you know, when, for them, uh, they could do something, the onus was on them, they did it, it restored the relationship. Yeah. But this new message was that uh, they couldn't do anything, it was all by faith. Uh, and that's difficult to take on board. And I think it probably took them much longer to actually come to terms with that. Um, and I think that comes over in today's society as well, uh, about uh, people wanting to do something to, uh, to earn that position, rather than saying it's all by faith. Yeah. It's not up here, it's got to be down here and uh, by faith alone. You just remind, reminded me of a story of um, a young guy in my previous church who wanted to be baptized and, yeah, basically wanted to commit his life to, to God. Um, but there was just still something missing with him. I couldn't quite put my finger on. He just spoke a lot about baptism. You know, I've done loads of bad things. I want God to wash away my <laughs> sin. And when eventually he was baptized, he just carried on living the same way he used to. He's kind of like he'd done a tick list. I've been baptized. I've done the works. God is happy with me. I can do what I want kind of thing. I know it's not quite the same thing, but it's this thing about works and doing kind of yeah. ceremonial things to get God's approval, um, but it's not actually in our heart. Um, and that's, I think, one of the problems as well. Thank you. And my last question for you, Don, was um, what should our attitude be to God, knowing that he put things right for us first to have a relationship with him? I think first and foremost, our, our attitude must be one of gratitude. You know, thankfulness uh, for this wonderful and totally undeserved gift that God has given to us uh, through his son Jesus. Uh, we, we can be restored. Uh, you know, where do we go? Thankfulness is, is the start of it. And I think that is a thankfulness that goes on. I mean, linking in with your other questions, uh, there was this sense, and there still is a sense among many today, that you have to do something. You have to earn your salvation. You have to earn your way to God's righteousness. But once we get past that and see that it is that free gift from God alone, we come to him by faith. We come into that relationship uh, of righteousness. And then 
Well, surprise, surprise, we find that actually God has prepared in advance good things for us to do. So uh, we do the things after we come to faith, not before, in order to earn God's favour. Beautiful. That's a message that we want to share. Um, so, yeah, so feel free, anyone who has any questions for Don or any reflections over the passage or over the sermon, feel free to wave or just unmute yourself and, and you can share. Yeah, you can see me trembling. Got <laughs> <clears throat> right. Any questions or reflections? Yeah, I was just, I mean, I just wanted to say thank you, Don, as well, because I, I thought you did a terrific job. When I read the passage again this morning, it's, my goodness, it's dense, isn't it? You know, it's, you said it was only 130 words, but it's all, all these big words and big images. But I just find myself struck again that you've got the sacrifice imagery and the, the you know, the atonement imagery from the temple. You've got the redemption imagery. And I mean, the cross is just so astonishing there's, there's there's not one set of terms is there or one set of language that does justice to it it, it actually can bear the weight of of lots of different ways of of interpreting it can't it but, mm. but thank you it was wonderful. michael michael potts i think you have to unmute yeah there we go uh, just to mention uh, uh, Don, the, it was at the BBC Two, that's the basic Bible course, uh, number two, in 1988 at the church, where you and Eleanor were two of the leaders, uh, Bill and Olive Dixon and um, um, oh, Roger Shuff. Anyway, it was then that you explained to me about the, the grace of God being the free and undeserved favour. So that was 1988. It's still in there, mate. Thank you. Wow. I'm so glad. <laughs> 1988. Wow. Any other reflections or questions for Don? Is Paul? Yeah, I, I, I think... Um, what you just said, Don, about um, people getting things in the wrong order is so true. And unfortunately, it's not just individuals. I think it's institutionally within the Christian world sometimes. Um, if you look at the very good, good works that are done by Christian charities and these days many missionary societies, um, working cross-culturally within a country or working across the world. Um, it's, there's this emphasis and we've got to do this. We've got to make a difference in somebody else's life and in society. Um, and I feel that so often we've got it around the wrong order. When we come back to see what Paul is saying here, uh, he's clearly saying that, as you rightly said, Don, that you get the salvation sorted out. You sense that God's grace and the, the payment for sin is made. And it's a result of that, that the good works follow. And somehow, uh, even Christian institutions from evangelical groups who, who who's, you read their, their sort of 
the front page of their their document and it's good evangelical stuff but actually when you look at what they do it's all good works and somewhere along the line well when they, people see all this good stuff going on and this has been received and there's health and there's education and transformation in society and justice surely people will then come to christ and be part of this new church really is that what paul is saying i don't think so i think don you're right there right on it that's a big reflection mm. any last comments I was just going to say, I was going to steal your analogy about the, the archery, uh, just to bear that in mind. <laughs> I, will, I will mention you when I, when I say it. It's oh, a really yeah. good analogy about missing the mark. Yeah, yeah. That, that one's as old as the hills, I think. <laughs> okay, cool. Fair enough. Cool. I'm still trying to get Trevor's imagery of him trying to play football and missing the mark, but hey. <laughs> I, I actually remembered the archery imagery, but I, I just prefer football to archery. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonder why. I, I just think this, this is, yeah, but this has been really helpful this morning and, and both what you're saying, Don and Paul, I mean, you've reminded me of a very good friend of mine who's a minister, well, he's now working in Didcot, uh, centrally for the BU, but near the end of his last sort of local church role, he was trying to get his church to look more a proclamation uh, as, as a thing, you know, evangelism. And I think he, he certainly almost felt he encountered in the church and I don't think it's just his church. We might say in a lot of places now, for want of a better expression, a sense for we're a bit beyond that. Do you know what I mean? We, we, we you know, we're we're much more about social action. And what you say, Paul, the church in the UK has discovered, you know, it's woken up, hasn't it, to its social conscience, you know, but but have we, and, and actually when, when we feel we've done something for someone, we, we, we might feel this a tangible sense of we can see what we're, we're achieving, but as you say, are we trading in that bigger story, which is more important, you know, actually, actually saying what, what, what the gospel is about? I mean, clearly you can't, you can't say it's either or. You need that mix, don't you, of, of, of the actions that demonstrate the love and the message. But you do wonder, has the pendulum swung very far one way and it, it needs to land back in the middle yeah, yeah. I, I think as, as Paul said there that uh, there can be an overemphasis on the the good works uh, as a means of bringing people uh, the gospel but there is a danger if we do swing too far of uh, becoming ashamed of actually sharing the gospel and uh, as Paul rightly says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen. Mm. Yeah. Amen. It's good stuff. <laughs> any any last reflections before we go into our breakout rooms? Okay, awesome. So yes, just give me a few moments and I'll put everyone in our breakout rooms. We can continue to discuss the sermon and, and catch up with one another, see how everyone is doing. And maybe at the end, you could spend some time to, to pray for one another as well. Mm -hmm. So just spare me a moment.